Hey, hey. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Welcome to Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. I'm Kirsten Galfan, your host. I started my company, Fitness Inspired, in 2008. I have my master's degree in exercise science. And yeah, I started my company with the mission and the vision of making changes you love to live with. And I'm so excited to continue doing that every single day. And I'm going to be here weekly with your dose of inspiration, applications, strategies, and tips to make changes you love to live with. All right. Welcome, Dad. I'm so excited. You are finally on my podcast. Woohoo! I feel lucky because I feel lucky because yesterday I had Ellie talk to us about how a fitness girl's guide to hair in my group coaching program, which was super helpful. We had lots of laughs, mostly at my expense. Uh, And then today, the podcast that came out today, you probably haven't heard it yet because it just came out. One of the, the tricks or thoughts about keeping a lucky perspective or having a luckier perspective is... I had Ethan sing us the song of Lucky Charms. And one of those symbols, oh yeah, oh yeah, I had him do that on the podcast. So one of those symbols was blue moon. And so each of that symbol gave us like something to think about of how we can have a better perspective. And for blue moon, I said, well, blue moon reminds me of my dad. Because that's his favorite ice cream, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. The only one. (laughs) And and I think we can have a luckier perspective or a better perspective by something that you do really well. And I feel like it runs in your family. And that's what we call, lovingly, the MacGyver gene. (laughs) And it's not a gene. It's something you... Yeah, maybe you had to lean towards it, but you cultivated that creative, like, let's figure this out with what we have, Uh, which that's what MacGyver did all the time on the show. I don't remember much, but I remember that. (laughs) And so I think we can really, there's so many things we can learn from you. And I'm just so excited to finally have you on the podcast. Um, And I just want to dive right into it. Are you ready? Sure, I am. Okay, so um, we are just going to go right for it, and I am going to ask you about a time that you may or may not remember, but I do, so I can help you out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and the reason why I remember it is because it was very impactful for me. And you know those memories, sometimes you don't realize they're as impactful at the time, but I've thought about it time and time again since then, so it's one of those. And we were out of town and I was an adult and I think my kids were there. They were maybe playing in the pool with mom. And we just started talking about your journey and how you have been able to grow uh, professionally going from, you talk about, I don't know if it was high school or like right out of high school or the beginning of college when you were sweeping the floors at a company to make money. And then you ended up and you're super humble. So not very many people probably even know this. You ended up becoming eventually 
the president of that company. And that is just so incredible to me. And so I was picking your brain about it. I said, what do you think helped you get there or do that? I'll give you a hint of what you said to me is you said, this is, can be a strength. And I feel like it can be a weakness sometimes. What would you say? And if you can't remember, say right now, like, what would you say? One of the things that got you from here to there and professionally like that? I, I, I guess what I would say to that, and I, I you're right. I, I don't necessarily <laughs> know what I said to you, but uh, when you say the strength and weakness, um, you know, many times uh, I've been told, uh, <laughs> okay, it's, it's a strength, but a lot of times it is a weakness. It's just saying, you know what, uh, I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it. Um, and not, not have, uh, not be so worried um, and have fear of, you know, sure it's failure, but sometimes, sometimes those failures are associated with dollar signs and breaking the things that uh, you're never going to be able to repair or something like that. But, you know, I, I would have to hand that off to, you know, how I was brought up. I, I was the youngest uh, in our family and being by myself a lot of times, I, it probably cultivated trying things on my own, you know? So I don't know if that parallel to yeah, what I said. That was, that was, <laughs> that was a different flavor of the same ice cream. So we're back to blue <laughs> ice cream. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it is, you said for better, for worse, I just like go into a situation and try to solve the problem. Like you try it and you said that, you know, it's, and I like what you just said there, you know, sometimes we get so paralyzed by fear, whether that be fear of failure or fear of, of anything, really, there's all kinds of fears that might come in, but you use the combination of creativity and just going for it and maybe stepping into rooms and going into situations that in your words, I've heard you say this, that you had no business being in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, it, you know, I had no business being in it, but, um, you know, I've heard the many times, you know, people say, uh, you know, baptism by fire. And I can tell you, you know, probably I've had some, or a lot of baptisms in my, in my <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. Um, you know, like your mom always tells, tells me or says a lot to me and, well, yeah, you think that way because you're the youngest child. You know, you weren't taught any different, you know, and when, <laughs> you know, was it, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know why I haven't been fearful of the results mm. um, because sometimes, yeah, my, you know, your grandpa, my dad would be, you know, really questioning what I attempted to do in that day and the logic of it. But again, I think he cultivated the fact that, or really encouraged almost the fact that at least I was trying something, at least yeah. I was attempting something, you know? So he, I think he was pretty careful in his natural way of, of, of not, you know, stifling that out maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, I say all the time in my classes, make a mistake of action uh, because I see people with fitness or any part of life that, you just say like, I'm going to wait till I have this all figured out. No, let, let's get in motion and then we'll figure it out. I will help you figure it out. Yeah. Right. 
So, okay. So obviously this has worked out for you several times, many times, like my first example of, you know, where I started kind of asking questions about and, you know, from, for you in your career, but I'm sure there's been times where in the moment or in the event or in the day, it was like, that didn't work. So how, how did you get back up at the plate and not let that stifle you for a time? I can see that easily like stifling someone that says like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And then they're like, oh, that didn't work out. So that could stifle your future attempts. How would you say you got through that? Or did you even think about that or talk to me about that? You know, it's probably pretty embarrassing, but um, maybe maybe I didn't really think about it that much. Um, awesome. I don't know. I remember the owner of the company that uh, you're talking about, you know, he, he was very good at bringing things down to the, uh, almost to the, the basic level. You know, it, it's, it's not like you're making this, you know, presidential of the United States type of decision. These, these things are, are all manageable, right or wrong. You know, I, I, again, I, I think I was fortunate enough to be um, at a young age. He was, he was almost, you know, a, a father figure in a lot of ways. And, and he definitely promoted, you know, okay, uh, yeah, I see you did this, but it's all whacked up. <laughs> we gotta, <laughs> now let, let me show you what you did wrong, you know, that kind of thing, you know. Right. Um, so, yeah, for whatever reason, I, I didn't, I must not have really um, focused on the fact that, oh, it didn't work or I got to start over, you know? Yeah. Like, thank you. Next. Here we go. Next yeah. thing. There's, I just think there's so much to learn in the journey, uh, in, in the, the, the time it takes to do things. I, I don't know. I, it's, I'm probably not doing a very good job of explaining that, but I, I you know, everybody said, you know, you hear a lot that the, the devil's in the detail, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and, and that's true. But, you know, I also think, you know, the lessons are in the, the process of, of all your attempts to, to do things. And um, uh, I, I can read things, I can read something 10 times and it might not stick with me. But, you know, when you, when you screw up one time, it's, it seems like it's etched, you know? Right. That's true. And and so like when you practice it or when you do it, uh, or when you teach it, right. Exactly. Like you just have a different way of taking that on. One of the things I heard you saying, uh, was basically you were feeling lucky about the environment that maybe led to that. Like maybe your something about your environment and you are kind of being humble about it, but something about your environment, whether that's the people of saying like, these are manageable decisions that helped you continue to keep moving forward. And then I also heard you say like, you didn't focus on the past. You say like, all right, here we go. Let's learn from the attempt and, and keep moving. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's really, um, I, th- I think that parallels, you know, a lot of the ways that, you know, managing people um, and managing processes or, or circumstances. And I know I tend to really try not to focus on how it's been done for so many years or for so many months, but 
you know, I've been told I, it's it's almost like I have in this intrinsic thing in me that I, I'm never satisfied. But it's it's not that I'm not un, unhappy, just that, you know, okay, we're doing that in three minutes. Can we do it in two two minutes and 40 seconds? You know, uh, and and it just it just drives me nuts when we focus on what we've done or how we got to here. Um, that's just telling you how you got to this success, success level, or whatever that is, where it's a career or if you're building hula hoops, this is how you got to this level. Yeah. But if you want to, if you want to take that to a new level, you, you got to stop looking how you got there. You got to start looking forward in, in new ways to how to manage people, how to make widgets. Um, it, it pretty much applies to everything to mowing the grass, you know, it's just, how do you do it better, faster, differently? Yeah. Clean slate. And I think you're really great at making things a game. I always enjoyed, you know, just hanging out with you. I was probably just talking your ear off <laughs> when you were doing something right. And so I think that is, is really cool. And I find when I take the time and say like, what I say to myself to cue it up is blank slate. Like what you just said, blank slate. What would I do? Like, let's not think about what I have done my entire business. Uh, let blank slate. If I was starting now, what would I do? And that has been super helpful question for me to ask myself in all areas of life. Uh, you know, <laughs> including like little parenting decisions. Sure. So I am naming what I feel like you have in you, fierce belief, fierce belief. So that's like trying it and keep on going forward and being creative and gamifying these things. These are some of the, the ways I've seen it. And, you know, you've explained it too. If we were sitting here, which I am, and I'm saying, how can I cultivate my fierce belief? Because I really think that's huge. Because when you have hope and when you have that like belief, nothing external can rock you, right? Do you feel that way? Uh, yeah, to some extent. <laughs> to some extent. And, but I, I think you have to be careful as an individual. For me, you know, what I've traveled, the path that I've traveled is that if I think you then have to try to um, approach your circle of influence that way. Um, and somehow convey maybe your DNA, maybe your your way of thinking uh, to the people, your circle of influence. Because I think one of the things that is a weakness of mine, and, and maybe people um, like this, is that we we we're doing it ourselves. Okay, you know, we're not scared of trying something or tack on this or whatever because we're we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but it, you know, it's common sense that you can only, you know, you can only uh, really accomplish so many things that way. Right. And the power is uh, what I found, and it took me a long time, unfortunately, to realize this, but the power is, is to get your circle of influence um, attacking things or thinking that way and encourage them to be that way. Because, you know, obviously, if you get four or five or 40 or 50 people working in that kind of uh, uh, a direction, 
you're going to be able to attack a lot more things and get a lot more done. That is very actionable way to cultivate it. And I think that's super wise. And I've definitely felt that come up for me time and time again. And I'm like you, you said, I'm learning through it. But I think if I look back, especially at an earlier time in my life, when I had less other responsibilities, like I under stress, I was like, okay, I know what I can count on. I'll do it myself. Right. Right. And that, that comes at a high cost that, like you said, cannot have the impact, you know, it might be like a quick hit. It'll, it'll work for a short amount of time, but I think that's super wise and something I want to continue to remind myself with and when that comes up for me is like when I get like this is not working and so that's my defense mechanism but if I'm able to recognize that which I'm starting to (laughs) I can say like oh here we go I have this team and like you said like you know the power of the way they think too is huge yeah yeah it's in and now you you know you're you're kind of we're kind of transitioning into, you know, managing people or, or um, again, that circle of influence that the people that, you know, are around you. And um, I think, I think you just have to have a, a, a really strong belief that if, if you know, if, if you're pretty darn sure, <laughs> if, if something works, then don't be afraid of pushing that out to your circle of influence, to your, team to your staff or whatever the case may be and just just stay on it until they see it they see the success in it as well and 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 sometimes it it takes just repeating it over and over because they really want to see if you truly are going to hang on to this you know and you don't have to you have to be careful that you don't just get become stubborn on it but um, you have to give it a chance to see if, if see this thought process is going to work or this philosophy is going to work. I, I remember a quote, or I remember reading one time, and it really stuck with me. I'll probably butcher this pretty bad, but um, it was Ben Franklin. Okay. It was about, and Ben Franklin. A lot of people don't realize, but Ben Franklin was not a Christian. Okay. But he, whenever this evangelist would come into his area, he would. Uh, ben Franklin would go see this evangelist. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, whatever, a lot of things what Ben did, the, the media knew about it at that, at that time and, right. and, and whatnot. And finally, one of them asked him, why do you continue to go see this evangelist when you don't even believe a single word that he's saying? And Ben Franklin simply said, yeah, but he does. Mm-hmm. And that just always stuck with me. And when you, when you talk about again, your circle of influence and and whatnot and and trying to get people to take a true north direction and get working towards that. Sometimes the only thing that they need is in confidence to see, man, um, he's not not slacking up on this. He really believes this, you know? And then it seems like more often than not, you, you create a following of, that same true north direction, you know, and, and I don't know, that always stuck with me. And, and it takes, it takes a lot of courage and, 
you have to be, um, you have to really let your guard down sometimes to, to say some of this stuff, because most of the times, a lot of times it's, it's really, it might be something that we've not, not done in the past. Right. And, and that's, that's always scary to people. Change is always right. scary to people. Yeah. Right. But as we have seen lately, that change is going to happen regardless. Right. So, yeah. and, but the thing is, is what made me think of that is not being afraid to look silly or to sound silly. Cause, oh, you, they think you're a genius if it works out, <laughs> but yeah. there's times, yeah. there's times when it's like, oh, well, but I think that's so, so true. Hey, hey, thanks for listening. I wanted to introduce to you a few of my friends who are also entrepreneurs, small businesses who I think are making a great impact. Here they are. Christine Borse of Christine Borse Creative here. I'm a professor and therapist turned creative entrepreneur, and I want to offer listeners of this podcast 10% off my Etsy shop featuring whimsical art and fitness inspired gear. Find links to my shop at my website, christineborst.com, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-B-O-R-S-T.com, and follow me on Instagram at christine underscore E underscore B-E-E. Use the code F-I-2021 for 10% off. Hi, I'm Beth with The Grounded Canary. For as long as I can remember, I have loved sitting at the feet of others. Miracles happen there in that space of compassion and connection. When hopes, dreams, pains, and loss can be expressed and shared, life changes. This is how I see my role as your life coach. I'm here to be present and to reflect you back to yourself without judgment. We all could use less of that, couldn't we? I see you, and I would love to come alongside you to see you fly. Check out thegroundedcanary.com for more information. Take care. Hi, I'm Marin Walseth with Elevating Leaders. Are you striving for more in 2021? Do you need to pivot yet again, but aren't sure which move is the right move to make? I'm a business and leadership coach. I partner with business owners to design a one-page plan, nailing down objectives, strategies, and action plans to elevate their business. I want to support you as you upgrade your skills to elevate your life. Find me at marnwalseth.com. That's M-A-R-E-N-W-A-L-S-E-T-H. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Hi, I'm Amy Hovey, your Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today at 989-772-0153. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. All right. So one thing I want to, I don't know if this goes with the same vein or not, but I want to acknowledge it. Cause once again, I think it can be an enormous strength in something I've seen in you. And then you can say, or me as a little girl who saw this in you over time was like, ah, I don't want my dad to die. So here we go. That's your, your clue is we talk about, I remember learning in my undergrad in psychology about the different phases of life. And that teenage phase of life, there's something that was like termed by some psychologists that, you know, at a, as a teenager, you go through this phase of feeling invincible, right? And I always say, like, whenever you were doing something crazy, like at my old house, 
climbing on top of the top of your truck, not just the bed of the truck, the top of the truck, starting the chainsaw, jumping up, holding your body weight up on this big branch and cutting off a little branch that was causing my roof some trouble. So I was just like, I can't look, I can't look. And I'd always be like, well, he never outgrew the invincible phase, <laughs> right? But the good side of that is it allowed you to take chances. I don't know. Talk to us about that. Well, I, you know, <laughs> that, that might seem like uh, invincible, Trauma. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, it, I, I guess if you know your, if you know your limitations, you know, I, I don't think some of these acts are so, you know, so invincible appearance in appearance, because I, I guess, I, I guess it would be like this and, and you can parallel to some sort of physical fitness journey here. But if I know I can run a hundred yard dash in, in seven seconds, mm -hmm. and I also know that, a, that a tiger, um, you know, can run the, do that same hundred yards in 10 seconds. I don't think it's so scary to jump in and have that thing chase me just as long as after a hundred yards, he has to stop or he gets jerked by a chain. So you see what I mean? You might, from the bystander, it might look like, well, he, that guy's crazy. But <laughs> in his head, he knows that he can cover that hundred yards three seconds faster than a tiger. So it's just, it's a, it's a form of exercise to, at this point. And, and I mean, I'm not a physically big guy and, you know, I, I, was, I was in some sports and, and whatnot and I, I kind of know what my body can do and what I can, what I, how I can hold myself up and stuff like that. So um, at the end of the day, I mean, I had a tree, that tree wasn't going to fall down. I had armor on the tree branch. It, I was going to be fine. And, it, right. and if I got into trouble, drop the chainsaw and just, you know, climb down or whatever. And so I, when you think of it that way, some of those things maybe aren't so courageous and crazy, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's so good. And it reminds me of something I heard someone say at a business conference uh, a year or two ago, and I have been able to apply that and it gave me so much comfort. Like you explaining that to me brought me so much comfort of like knowing those and here it is, knowing those kind of boundaries and like what you're capable of and knowing what you're like, exactly you said, like if you got into trouble, drop the chainsaw, right? Yeah. yeah. Drop yeah. the chainsaw. It's like so many of us think of, and I'm sure you've never done this, but I definitely have, um, carrying something like something like a cup of water or some food downstairs and you slip why do you save the food and the water? Yeah, exactly. Drop the water and food, people. Anyway, so what this guy said, and I was so impressed, and because it was on the spot, too. It was a question from the crowd. And I don't remember what the question was. It was something like, how do you know? It was something along the lines of, like, how do you know when to take a risk or not? And I think this is what we're talking about a little bit. And it is this. He said, well, simple you just figure out what the non-fatal failures are. I'm not gonna take a risk that is going to sink my business completely. And right. I think of the same thing with parenting. I want my kids to 
fail forward, but I don't want them to have a fatal failure. So it's like, what's the risk? And, you know, having, taking good risks and, you know, making mistakes and putting yourself out there for the right reasons, for a right why and mission, but not having it be a fatal failure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. You again, it just comes down to limitations and and know your surroundings, know your business, know the critical points of your business, know the critical points of your survival. I mean, take me on a boat and put me in a in a in a lake, and if that boat goes down, I'm in trouble. Because yeah, I can I can swim to point A to point B, but if you're going to make me uh, tread water for an hour and a half. You yeah. must. You must have called the court, the uh, ambulance right now. You know because yeah. it's not going to happen. And if that boat goes down, I'm not swimming away from the burning boat. I'm going to it because I know I got to find something to hang on to because that's my only way of survival. It's, it's that kind of thing. You know, it's yeah. It's it's knowing your limit your limitations of the decisions that you're about to make. You know, it's yeah. I, I think it comes down to almost as basic as that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, as we leave, as we finish up one, thank you so much, dad, for being on this podcast. I think everything that we talked about that you talked to us about today can help us make changes. We love to live with. That's the name of the podcast. When I looked, when I found some old notes from when I was personal training between my undergrad and master's, I was personal training. Like I just had a word document. I was just like, oh, let me make a form for my personal training clients. Do you know on that, it said making changes you love to live with. And so then I have been blessed about to carry that throughout my whole career. And that still rings true to what we're talking about right now. Um, And so I'm so thankful, one, that you showed up for me and that you continue to show up for me. And thank you for being on the podcast. So that's one. And then second, can you leave us with one? Like I said, you're really good. Like that was heavy, a little bit heavy, a little bit extreme that we just finished up with. (laughs) So leave us with something like a little bit more gamified because you're good at that of just like that can be along those lines of, you know what, what would you want to say to me? What would you want to say to us that you would want us to carry out from this conversation that can be like, all right, here we go. Let's do this. Um, boy, I don't know if that's pressure or not, but um, <laughs> I, I guess, you know, and I, I read this recently, I, I don't, and recently, maybe in the last three or four years. And, and again, there's, there's certain things that just really stick with me. And, and um, I, I, I thought about it personally. And then, of course, you know, again, you, you try to apply it to that circle of influence that you have. But I have really been sticking with me and, and pointing to this a lot. And, and it's, it, it, it's a, simple, a simple little saying. It's basically that um, there are three types of people. And there, there's people that make things happen. There's people that let things happen. And then there's people that say, what the heck happened? <laughs> and, I, and I just, I did, it just really stuck with me. And I really just love that. And, and you know, 
And when you talk about personality complexes and knowing the people that you, you're working with, if, if you're trying to give direction or work with somebody that you know fits in that category of what the heck happened, then you have to have certain leadership skills or, or certain um, um, encouragement to help them get, get to where you need them to be, where he knows he needs to be. Um, but if it's, if it's somebody that you know is, would say uh, they make things happen, then you, know, you kind of back off and you, you allow things go and, and you, that's, that becomes the training exercise or the, the lesson um, the schooling, if you will, um, you know, versus that person that just says, you know, just lets things happen, you know? So I don't know. I don't know if that's stereotypical or, or not, but um, that's really helped me in, in the last few years of, uh, for myself and just with people. And I don't know if that was what you're looking for, but yeah, it, I think that's a fun question to ask ourselves in different situations mm -hmm. and in general as well. And it's kind of, yeah, a positive way. Like we, at the end of the day, we have more power. We can be more empowered than we're giving ourselves credit for sometimes too. And yeah. that's, that's no matter what spot you hold on the team, like that is true and true and true. We have choices and we can ask ourselves those questions as leaders and as people both. So that's good. I like it. Yeah, that's, I, I, I've liked, I really liked, and I've had that carrier with me for a long time and, and I apply it to myself all the time and I apply it to me over the weekend. Well, why is my closet such a mess? Well, I'm, I, I, what the heck happened, right? Heck happened? <laughs> Get curious. Get curious. Awesome. Well, thank you, dad, so much. I love you. And I'm so glad you were on my podcast. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Making Changes You Love to Live With Podcast. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe. It's completely free. And share this with a friend. You never know when you could just make their day.